Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for spending time in this teaching. I will continue to teach the lesson in the series called Building Firm Foundations. This is the eighth lesson, and I would like to lay down good foundation for you. I pray that you will listen from lesson one, two, three, four, and eventually follow to the end so that you will build a very firm spiritual foundation in your faith walk. This lesson is a number two of the lesson called Knowing Your God. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to serve you and to know you and to walk with you. We thank you for sending Jesus Christ into the world as the way back to you, Lord. We believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And now we come to you, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, and we ask for your Holy Spirit to teach us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the last lesson, we learn that it's so important to know and to have relationship with our God. God, the Creator, has three persons but one God. The Father, the Son, the Lord Jesus, or Yeshua Hamakshet. And number three, the Holy Spirit. In this lesson, we're going to learn that in our relationship with God, He is the Father and we are His children. He wants to bless us. And how we're going to tap into the blessing of heaven. Definitely, we need to have the key. We need to understand His will and we need to understand His heart. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 to 28, the Bible talks about the original will of God. So, God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them. You see, notice that God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. You can see that when Adam and Eve opened their eyes and they became the living human beings, the first thing or the first words from the mouth of the Father that were spoken to them was, I bless you. Fill the earth. Multiply and fill the earth. So the original plan of God is to bless mankind. But Adam and Eve rebelled against God. They lost the blessing. They faced the cursing. And after that, mankind became sinners and a lot of chaotic things happened in the world. The curse came into the world. And God still loved His people. He reached out to some 
people who love him and have faith in him, such as Abraham. Abraham was the father of our faith. He followed God, and he received the blessing back. That's why we call the blessing that God gave to Adam and Eve the blessing of Abraham. God has His way to help us to come back to the original condition of mankind that is to be in the blessing of God. He sent Jesus Christ into the world. Let's look at Galatians chapter three, verses thirteen to fourteen together. But Christ has rescued us from the curse. Pronounced by the law, when he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, "Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree." Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles, you and me, with the same blessing He promised to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. You can see here that we can have the blessing of Abraham, or the original blessing that God gave to Adam and Eve. And Jesus is the way. He took our curse, and He gave us the exchange. He took our curse, and He gave us the blessing. Many Christians on this planet Earth have not lived in the blessing of God, even though. They gave their life to Jesus, and they became a Christian. The reason they lack the blessing is that number one, they lack the knowledge. They don't know. They have never been taught that the blessing belongs to them. They have never been taught that they can tap into the blessing and how to tap into the blessing of God. Or some Christians, they learn about it. But they don't care. They depend on their own strength. They use their own muscle, their own intellect, their own strength. Try to have victory in their own life. They don't step out to walk by faith. They don't expect the blessing of God, and also they don't speak the word of blessing to themselves and to the people around them. They speak complaining, cursing, negative words. And they get what they say. They did not expect God to bless them anything. That's why they don't walk in the blessing of God. In this teaching today, I would like to talk about some of the keys to tap into the blessing of Abraham. Definitely, in order to have the right to receive the blessing, you need to be born again. You need to believe in Jesus Christ in your heart that He is your Lord and your Savior. And you need to confess with your mouth, and you walk with him in relationship, in obedience, and by faith. I want to tell you the first key. The first key is that you press into the tangible presence of the Lord. A while ago, when I read the book of Galatians, chapter three, you can see that the blessing. Came through Jesus, but by the Holy Spirit. Again, God the Father gives us the blessing. The channel to receive the blessing is through Jesus Christ, who took the curse from us. The third part of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, is the one who 
perform miracles, provision, protection, and blessing in our life. We need to welcome the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. God is everywhere. He is omnipresent. You cannot hide yourself from God. But the tangible presence of God is not everywhere. You need to learn how to step into the tangible presence of the Lord. You need to welcome the presence of God on your life, in your home, in your church. I have been a Christian for 38 to 39 years now. I keep pressing into the tangible presence of God for the past 20 years. And I notice that the tangible presence of God on my life is stronger and stronger every year. I can sense the presence of God almost all the time now in my workplace, during surgery, while I'm driving. Oh, it's so wonderful to have the presence of God on your body, in your life, everywhere you go. I cannot explain to you. This is something you need to experience yourself. In Psalm chapter 91, verses 1 to 16, is a powerful scripture about dwelling in the presence of God in the secret place of the Most High, and you receive blessing and protection. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the flower and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers. You are under the canopy of God, the presence of God. And under His wings, you are under the presence of God. You shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Wow, protection in the presence of the Lord. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high God, your dwelling place. You dwell in the presence of the most high. No evil shall be for you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample Underfoot, You will have victory over demons and Satan because of the presence of God on your life. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. We need to love God, trust God, believe that God is our protection and we live in the presence of God. I will set him high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Wow, this is a powerful scripture. I would like to encourage you to really love the presence of God, to press in. That's why in New Hope International Church, we love the file of God. 
We love the glory. The glory means the tangible presence of the Lord. I love to lay hand on people in my church, so that the presence of God will touch them and they learn how to usher, learn how to maintain and keep the presence of God in their life. I notice that miracles happen in the church more than before. I welcome the presence of the Lord. I would like to encourage all of you to really love the presence of God. In the presence of God, there are all things that God can provide for you. He can give you the blessing. He can give you protection, strength, wisdom, anointing, healing, deliverance, joy, grace, pleasures, all kind of things. Everything that God has. Is in His presence. You can see one of the story in the Old Testament in Second Samuel chapter six verse eleven. This scripture talk about the man named Obed Edom. Obed Edom took the Ark of the Covenant into his house after David make a big mistake by bringing the Ark of the Covenant on a cart instead of on the Shoulder of his servant or the priest. Normally, God wanted his people to carry the presence of God by the priest on the shoulder of people, but he used cows. He used the cart, so the ark of the covenant did not arrive the city of David, and Obed-Edom took the ark of the covenant. In that generation. The Ark of the Covenant has the presence of God in that box, so the presence of God came along with the Ark of the Covenant. And see what happened. The Bible said that the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord remained in the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed Edom and all his household. So you can see that during the period of three months, when the tangible presence of God was with this man, Obed Edom, and his family, his whole household were blessed, and he really experienced the glory in his house. I'm so glad to read this scripture and learn that in our generation. We can also usher the presence of God as well. I want to encourage all of you to be Christians who love the presence of God, who welcome the fire and the glory of the Lord into your life. I myself love the presence of God, and I notice that since I welcome the presence of God in my life, in my home, heaven come into my life. Heaven is open over my life. The Bible say clearly in Psalm chapter 16 verse 11. The Bible say, "You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore." Wow! The promise of God say that in His presence there's fullness of joy, there is protection, there is blessing. So please love the presence of God. 
you may have goosebumps when the presence of God shows up. You may cry. You may laugh. You may fall on the ground. You may be shaking. That's okay. You should not be against those physical manifestation when the presence of God comes into your life or comes into the room of meeting. That is the first key. Press into the tangible presence of God. The second key to receive the blessing from God is to ask Him or to pray by faith. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 8, the Bible says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. This is the statement from the Lord Jesus' mouth. He say, ask, seek, knock. The reason we don't have the blessing, because we don't ask. I notice that the more I pray, the more I spend time with God, and I ask for His help, the more I see the blessing and the answer from heaven. Last night, I went to the fellowship group, and one member of my church, she told the lady care group that her brother may need to undergo the hemodialysis, which means that have to watch the blood due to the kidney failure. And she and the whole lady group prayed for her brother-in-law. And last night she gave a good report in the group that he went back to the doctor and the doctor was shocked because the kidney function improved 50% overnight. Wow, when I listened to that, I clapped my hand and said, God, when we ask you, you really answer. Two weeks ago, a pastor from San Diego called me and expressed the concern that suddenly he and his church have to move out from a church building due to some law of San Diego. And he said, how I can find a new place of worship in two weeks? We pray, we ask God. And yesterday he called me back with the good news. Pastor, I found a new worship place now, more beautiful, cheaper, long hours. And I'm so amazed that God listened to our prayer. You see, ask and it will be given to you. John chapter 16 verse 24, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. When we ask, we ask by faith. And we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, or Yeshua Hamakshik. John chapter 15, this chapter talks about abide in Jesus, or having really close relationship with Jesus. Jesus said, when you have close relationship with him, Walk with him. This is going to happen to you in verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. 
You see, whatever is like a blank check. Whatever you write in the check, the Father would give you. If you abide in Jesus and His Word abide in you, you walk by faith, you love Jesus, you obey Him, you honor Him, He said, whatever you ask in His name, the Father will answer. John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than this because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. We can ask God anything in the name of Jesus. So learn how to pray, learn how to walk with God, and you will see that you can do the will of God, and God take care of you, and He will answer your prayer. It's amazing. You can pray to ask God. You can exercise your authority to command the wind to stop, the storm to stop in your life. Illness and sickness will go away. You can pray and command demons to leave your house, to leave your life. It's amazing. Ask God and the blessing of Abraham will flow into your life. So number one, press into the presence of God. Love the glory and the fire of God. Two, learn to pray by faith. Ask God, thank God, and believe that God will take care of you. The third key, learn to give by faith. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 say, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is a powerful scripture. The Bible says when you give by the leading of the Holy Spirit, you give with love, you obey God. God will give back to you. I and Pastor Da have experienced this for more than 38 years now. We learn how to give, and it's amazing. God has given back to us more than we gave to other people. Definitely, we are not moved by just feelings or moved by the manipulation of people. We give by faith and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. One of the principles of giving is about tithing. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Wow, this is a promise of the Almighty God. When you give to God, He opened the window of heaven. I began to tithe or give 10% to the Lord after I became a Christian about one year. The first year I did not know, but after I learned the scripture, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, at that time, 
My wife has the salary about two hundred dollars a month. I had two hundred dollars a month too. Both of us about four hundred dollars a month. After we began to tithe to the Baptist church that we were members, wow, my clinic just became busy, and the money flood in, and God led me to America, gave me great education, gave me a good job. We never stopped tithing, and we learned all these thirty-eight years. We never outgive God. We learned that the windows of heaven have been opened to us because we are tithers. We never cheat God even one penny. In fact, we give God more than ten percent now because we know we never outgive God. I would like to encourage all of you: the tithes go to the storehouse, which means. You go to the church or the ministry that gives you spiritual food and gives spiritual food and care and discipleship to God's people. Tithe is for feeding. Storehouse means keep the food, feeding people to feed people. So that is tithe go to the storehouse. I give tithe to my local church and. I always support the ministry that feed people and take care of people as well. In fact, I give more than tithe to other ministry. The tithe go to my church. In Acts chapter twenty, verse thirty-five, the Bible talk about the blessing. I would like to read to you. I have shown you in every way. By laboring like this, that you must support the weak, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that He said, "It is more blessed to give than to receive." A lot of people have this idea: what you can give me, what you can do for me. But the principle of the Bible is: you need to think: what can I give you? How can I help you? How can I sow? The help, the service, the money, the love to you, because when I sow, God will let me reap the harvest. Giving is the third key. Number one, living in the glory, pressing into the glory. Two, asking God by faith. Three, giving by faith according to the Bible and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Number four. Studying the word of God, obeying the word, and putting the word into practice by faith. Faith is so important. Second Timothy chapter three, verses sixteen to seventeen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped. For every good work, if you receive the word seriously, by faith, you put into practice, you will see the blessing, the success, and the prosperity in your life. This happened to me in the past thirty-eight years. When I moved to America, I practiced what I learned from the scripture at the hospital, my relationship with my wife, my boss. I try to follow the Bible in every day of my walk with God, and I can see God 
opened the door for me. God gave me favor with Him and with people around me. God gave me promotion, good breaks, breakthroughs. God gave me the finances more than what I can imagine. I can see that God blessed the obedient children who put the word of God into practice. In First John chapter three verse twenty-two, and receive from Him anything we ask, because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. Please don't tell me that there are no commandments of the Lord today. Oh, I can live whatever I want. I do whatever my flesh tell me. No more commandments of God, because the grace of God cover me everything. Jesus forgive me, so I can live in sin. I can do whatever I want. I can cheat. I can flirt with women. I can commit adultery. Please, that is the wrong teaching. Some people call that kind of teaching cheap grace. You put the grace of God as a cheap thing. You can do whatever you want, and that's why. Many Christians get into trouble. They don't obey God. They don't obey the commands of the Lord. They don't want to please Him. Please study the Bible seriously. Get the principle, put into your life every day. Walk according to the Word, and do everything by the attitude of, "I want to please my God, who sent Jesus Christ to die for me." John chapter fifteen verse seven. If you remain in me, in Jesus, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. You can see here that when you obey God, you have relationship with Jesus, you honor Him, love Him, obey Him. You want to please Him. He tell you turn right, you turn right. He tell you to build a church. You build a church. He tell you to love your neighbor. You love your neighbor. He tell you to give. You give. He tells you to be kind to people, take care of the poor, take care of the widow. He tell you to get on the mission trip. You obey. Whatever you ask, you may ask for promotion, for a raise, for a job, ask for a spouse. You ask for protection; he will give to you. So I believe that this teaching is a blessing to you, and you will use these four keys to tap into the blessing of heaven. And I believe that the Lord will really keep His promise that when you ask and you. Live in the glory of God. You repent of your sin. You obey His command, and you are the generous giver. You shall experience the blessing of the Lord. Let me ask you some question before I close in prayer. The question that you should write down and also meditate on this lesson. The question is: As God is your heavenly Father. What do you think you should receive from Him? What kind of blessing He can provide for you when you obey Him? The second question: As you are God's heir, co-heirs 
with Christ. What are the rights you should have? Have you believed in this right? You believe that you can receive inheritance. Have you proclaimed and confessed with your mouth the rights to receive your inheritance? The third question: Once you know that the blessings come to you because you have a relationship with the Lord, what would you do to keep this relationship? What would you do? To keep that relationship, how you can grow in faith, how can you grow in your fellowship with the Lord? Answer these questions, and send the answer to your pastor or to your shepherd, your mentor. May the Lord bless you, Father. We appreciate you so much. We love you. We. Love your Son Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, and we thank you so much for the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to remember what we learned in this lesson: the four keys to receive the blessing of Abraham. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit, who is the agent who really perform miracles and give grace to us. To receive the blessing, and we will be people, Lord, who ask you, who love the presence of God, who give, and who really practice what we learn from the Scripture, Lord. We want to experience Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verses one to fourteen, that you shall bless those who obey you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your grace. About in our life, thank you in the wonderful name of Yeshua Hamakshik, Amen. God bless you. We'll see you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.